3: today on the god pod that was your kind of humor for a long time though god remember the flood that was your your attempt at doing a type five the two flood. animals each comedy comes in twos the rule of twos
0: right the rule of twos <laughs> it was thousands of years ago bro that was long before the invention of the rule of three. <laughs> When
3: you get amazing guests, after you're done, you'd be like, you should go on the God Pod next, bro. If you've learned anything, don't do a deal with God. Oh, <laughs> come
0: on. What are you talking about? Running up that hill, make a deal with God. Oh. Come yeah. on. Wow, that's
3: a- nice reference, man.
0: <laughs> How do you think I feel when that's the biggest song of the year? And I'm listening to that, and I'm God.
3: Does Satan even want MTG at this point? Okay, this is Spicy Goss because I was kind of over her for a long time until I just saw that workout video. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wowzers. The flame is back.
0: Well hi there, human. I'm God. Welcome to the God Pod. On this show, I answer questions from humans and discuss all the latest current events down on that planet I created. I also interview interesting humans, like I'm going to do today. Find the God Pod wherever you get your podcasts. The God Pod. Have it Yahweh. Let's meet my co-host for the day, the Dark Lord himself.
3: Satan, uh, oh baby, I'm back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Satan's back, and it feels so good. How you been, Satan? Oh, I've been good. Been good. Just chilling in the jacuzzi a lot. You know, just having a blast. This is technically my spring break, so I'm out there partying, having a having a good time.
0: <laughs> really. The, the season of Lent is your spring break. That makes sense.
3: Yeah, that's when I party the most. Oh, okay. These 40 days. Mm-hmm. I teach Jesus a thing or two about temptation, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> so that's where Jesus has been. Okay. Well, it's great to have you back, Satan. Let's meet our guest today. It's reporter Matt Wilstein from the Daily Beast. Hi, Matt. Oh, hey. How's it going? Hey, welcome to What's the God up, Pod. Matt?
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: So wow, The Daily Beast. That's like a big satanic news organization, right? I assume because it's got beast oh, in the name.
1: Yeah, beast, yeah. That, I could see how you would how you would think that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I think we try to we, we try to show all sides, you know, we're we try to be uh fair and balanced as they say.
3: Why? Fair and balanced is the most <laughs> satanic thing you can do. Oh, damn.
1: I forgot. Yeah. You're right. Sorry you're right. About the
3: that, daily
0: satanic <laughs> <laughs> uh no, that's a big company um start, it is yeah when, when did that start again that was, hasn't always been around
1: no it's been around uh it's it was around the obama era it started i know that um probably oh 0- oh eight something like that and i've been there since 2015 so i really got in just as as trump was uh was taken off so it was uh, it was the perfect time to join the team really it was uh oh yeah it was boom it was boom times for uh, online news
0: for the Daily Beast. Yeah, that was boom times. How how are the times now for online news? Uh
1: they're they're pretty
0: good. They're you know, it's a little less uh less
1: crazy, I suppose, in some ways, which is nice. Um
0: but the damn TikTokers. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: That I I, I I'm not on TikTok, so I only sort of know what's going on there, uh, you know, when it shows up on my Instagram.
0: Who wants to read anymore when they can watch video? Am I right?
1: That's true. Nobody wants to read. I mean that's why we do podcasts, right?
0: Right. Right. Nobody reads past the headline unless you force them to. Yeah, you got it. But
1: that's why you got that's why you got to make it really clickable.
0: Really? Yes. And even then, it's just like, it better be juicy, Matt.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's so they think about clicking on it and still don't.
0: Right.
3: (laughs) They're like, you know what? Let me scan the comments for context clues. They just go, oh, that's happening. All right. I'm going to tell everybody that headline. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I saw this headline today. I do that a lot.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Who can complain? You're
0: doing it, too. Well, (laughs) what is Justin Barragonia like in real life? He follows me on Twitter, you know.
1: Oh, he does. Yeah. Um, (laughs)
3: Name
0: drop God.
1: He's great. Yeah. He's one of my uh, one of my Daily Beast colleagues. We actually um, we both worked um, at another website uh, that is even more satanic uh, back in the day called
2: Mediaite.com. I don't know -hmm, if you're familiar mm -hmm, with that one. mm
1: -hmm. Um, So we actually uh, knew each other a little bit from that. And uh, yeah, he's but he's a great guy and he's. um, He's one of our he's on our media team um, and they do this great newsletter called Confider where they, you know, get all the scoops on um, what's really happening in the media world and Fox News and, and all that stuff. And, yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a really nice guy and great, great reporter.
0: It is fascinating what goes on there at the Fox News. Like, it
1: really is. I mean, yeah, it's endlessly entertaining
0: uh, terrifying. It, they recently uh, it came out that they knew everything about. How the election wasn't raided, It wasn't, you know, close. It wasn't a fraud. And they just went along with Trump scams anyway.
1: Yeah, it was pretty eye opening. Those uh, those text messages that came out as part of the uh, Dominion voting systems, one point six billion dollar defamation lawsuit, which, uh, you know. I think uh, we'll see what happens there, but I think they have a pretty good case against Fox News. I'm not. I I I don't totally know how much 1.6 billion is going to hurt Fox News if, yeah, it, no, uh, if they have to pay it. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's if if nothing else, it's it's shown their their viewers uh, who they really are, which is as if they cared. They, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, you we know. knew this all the whole <laughs> time.
0: Like we knew this back in t- 2021 20, that they yeah. they knew that they, they've we've known the whole time. They just say bullshit.
1: Yeah, well, that's always the question: is is, with all these people, is are they, um, you know, are they evil or are they idiots? Uh, And it's sometimes it's hard to tell.
0: But oh no, they're they're not idiots. They're evil uh, masterminds who want the money to keep flowing from their hate spigot. Maybe
1: want you to think that they're idiots. I'm not sure.
0: Their bigot spigot makes a lot of money, Matt. Yeah. What's it like working at the Daily Beast?
1: It's great. I mean, I've I've been there. I've stayed for uh, you know, seven and a half years for for a reason. Um I think it's just a great group of people. And it's um, you know, I live uh in on the West Coast and and most people are on the on in New York. Um so I kind of get to, you know, do my own thing out here, which is nice. Um and and yeah, it's uh I don't know what to say besides it's just a, it's a really you know smart group of people. We always say that we we punch above our weight as a uh, as a newsroom because we're we're actually a very small staff uh, for the uh, impact that I think we're able to have, which is which is pretty cool. We have incredible, you know, reporters who have been breaking huge stories about uh, Herschel Walker and George Santos and all these things, you know, sort of beating some of the bigger uh, news outlets to some of those, which has been cool.
0: Investigative reporting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not my area exactly, but I, but I love it. And, um, I'm very proud to be, uh, to be working with, with some of those folks.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a big need for the investigative reporting because, yeah, definitely, uh, like these local newspapers don't exist anymore, I guess.
1: Yeah, they're definitely getting uh, decimated and and stripped for parts.
0: And that's how someone like George Santos was able to slip through the cracks.
1: Totally, completely, yeah. I I think that's that's something that that wouldn't have happened, you know, ten, twenty years ago.
0: Right, because there would be local re- reporters digging that stuff up.
1: People would be paying attention.
0: And now it all relies not on TikTok. It all relies on Washington Post, New York Times, Daily Beast. I mean, how many how many are there left?
1: Yeah, not a lot. I mean, there's 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 some really great work going on out there, but yeah, it's not happening as much on a local level, which which again, as you said, is why someone like George Santos could get away with so much uh, because no one was no one was really paying attention to him and and I'm it's possible that he kind of knew that and and was able to take advantage of it.
0: Mhm. Mhm. If you're a lying <laughs> psychopath, con man, there's never been a better time to get into Congress.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he realized that.
0: Hey, good to know. <laughs> That's great, great news. Well, you didn't already know Satan. You were all you were all
3: up in that Santos campaign. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was that was my idea. Mm -hmm. I was like, what tomfoolery will we get into this election cycle? (laughs) Tomfoolery and shenanigans. So where did the name Daily Beast come from?
1: That is a good question that I am sure I do not have the answer to. Um,
3: You can make it up too.
1: you'd have to. You'd have to ask Tina Brown, who was the original uh, Ooh, the founder. Um, so I think she came up with it, I would assume. Uh, and yeah, we could we could speculate about what it is. I'm not sure I want to, but I would love to hear what, what you guys
0: think. This is actually a question from one of our listeners. L- Lariat asked, I've always wanted to know why it's called the Daily Beast. And was it a certain type of beast being referred to?
1: I don't know if there's a certain type of beast, except that, you know, uh, a certain type of beastly reporting very aggressive uh very um, wow. you know well you kind
0: of you know does that, that check that makes sense you've been there for seven and a half years and you don't know Matt, so let me inform you i just did a quick google search <laughs> the name of the site was taken <laughs> the name of the site was taken from a fictional newspaper in evelyn walsh no, was Wall, Wall, novel scoop in 2010 the daily beast merged with the magazine newsweek creating a combined company the newsweek daily beast got, wait Daily Beast and Newsweek are on the same team.
1: They once were, and now we no longer are. It was oh. a it was a brief but but rocky marriage, as far as I know. That's before my time as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Um, I could have uh, looked at the Wikipedia page as well. Uh, hey, and it's okay. uh, it's should so- have known that. We got know?
3: What God? We just daily beasted <laughs> your ass. <laughs> yeah, that I was did, a real. Gotcha. That was my that investigative was a- <laughs> journalism.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I was gonna answer. You know, it's a it's a mystery. No one ever, no one knows why it's called the Daily Beast. Um, <laughs> that's more fun. It's gonna stay that way forever. You're
0: gonna have to figure it out yourself. As God, I am all knowing, so I'm I'm uh, jumping yeah. on the Google a lot <laughs> to ask. But uh, you've got a podcast that's really cool. It's called oh. the Last Laugh Podcast, right? It is. Yes, thank you. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a it's a passion project of mine for sure
0: and it's sponsored by the daily beast or
1: yes it's uh, it's done in in conjunction with the daily beast and yeah i get to interview uh, all of my favorite comedians and funny people in the world and it's a uh, it's a real pleasure
0: how do you get those uh interviews lined up because yeah there's a lot of people on this list that are big time names
1: yeah well, so, so name some who are your favorites that, w- that we've had on
0: well, I mean Hasan Minaj. Yeah, he's great. You got Roy Wood Jr., Nick Froll, Chris Red, Natasha Lagero, Neil Brennan, Patton Oswald, Asuko Okatsuka. We yeah. we she was a guest on the Godpod once. Oh, that's
1: awesome! Yeah, she's really she's really fun. I hope
0: I said that right. Chelsea Handler. Yeah
3: it's great to know god can read a list of names you know a Brie
0: from from community was was on recently <laughs> yeah, as we had well as and, Brie, and then we just had danny putty as well yeah i'm a, I'm a big community, community fan
1: yeah so i it's a i say i would say that it's a lot of um pestering is the answer to your question uh asking their um publicists repeatedly if they will talk to me until they relent
0: oh publicists
1: yeah, that's the key. It's the public. It's, it's and how do you the, get the name you know, of the
0: publicist? Oh, that's a that's oh, a that's a, that's a
1: secret. That's a that's a that's a secret that I cannot that oh, I divulge. Oh damn it! Damn it. Oh,
0: okay, it's time to be got it. So,
1: uh, yeah, Adams, stop. There, there are databases. Yeah.
3: Wow, <laughs> Will Forte, you had you talked you talked to MacGruber. Who is your favorite guest and who is your least favorite guest? <laughs> oh. who the most let's difficult? start. No, let's yeah. start with your top 100 least favorite guests.
1: Yeah, top 100 least favorite. <laughs> guests. We're coming up on 200 episodes, so that's only half the people.
0: Wow. Ronnie Chang, Bill Hader.
1: You know, I I do like to say that I I only talk to people whose comedy that I like, so that's a criteria. So I'm not interviewing you know people who I think suck. In terms of you know favorites, there's I there are a few that that obviously stand out. I mean, our our first ever episode was with Sarah Silverman. Wow. Th- who uh that was huge because you know you sort of have to have a big first guest to to make a splash and when you do sarah agreed Damn to, it. <laughs> when sarah agreed to talk with me uh we didn't have a, the podcast didn't exist yet obviously um i don't even think we had the, the name yet um and she was kind enough to to go in a studio and and talk with me for an hour and yeah. and open up about a lot of stuff and it was uh i think because she did that is why this podcast exists because I think at, for after that, I could always say, well, we had Sarah
0: Silverman. So yeah. And everybody else was like, Oh, okay. Well then you're cool. Um,
1: so that was, that was huge. Um, and then, you know, the other one that I always, that I always mentioned is, uh, we had uh, Sasha Baron Cohen on the podcast Wow, and that was huge. Cause he doesn't really do a lot of interviews as himself. Um, mm. and we actually got to do that one in front of a live audience. It was like a, it was sort of, combined with an awards uh hollywood kind of event where you know he you go to a room of potential awards voters and so i got to interview him and then we we played it on the podcast um and that was just insane to be you know on stage with sasha bird going for an hour talking uh, about his career um and he was like very you know i feel like sometimes when i've heard interviews with him where he's uh you know he's done fresh air things like that a couple of times he's kind of subdued um but when he has an audience he was he was pretty uh engaged and and amped up mm-hmm. and and doing voices and breaking into his characters and that was wild
3: yeah and that's great well yeah this wow. is, this, this list yeah. survived my hard question <laughs> by by skirting me by not favorite. answering it all Skirting it uh, <laughs> hey, listen there's nothing satan loves more than a skirt around okay oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he talked about his yeah. favorite guests I mean, where where do mm-hmm. you even begin though? Because they're all your favorites. I mean,
0: Martin Short. Oh,
3: okay. That here was he goes insane. again. Yeah. Listing, yeah, listing. <laughs> Nothing God loves more than a list.
0: I well, I I'm mean, impre- Ten Commandments. Am, I'm impressed. Okay, jeez.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a SNL uh, fanatic. Uh, you know, so I I always am trying to talk to people about SNL, whether they've been on it or not. Um, because I've I've slowly found out that everyone
3: has Satan. You've hosted at least six times, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've done. I've I've auditioned a bunch. Me and Lauren are old friends.
0: No, I mean you've hosted. You got like a gold jacket, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, I hosted, five but timers. before I was hosting, I was auditioning for it. Uh-huh. I did my uh, f- five characters in the room to silence and <laughs> played Judas. I thought that was really funny. I played. Uh, <laughs> did a great impression of tina fey you know <laughs> <laughs> so they yes. love
0: that kind of thing yeah yeah Where, they
3: you love know
1: it. doing the old <laughs> cast members any other
3: favorite <laughs> interviews that that jumped
0: to mind sasha um,
1: i mean Ma- martin short you mentioned that was a, that was a great one he's just such a nice guy um you know I, it's always great when people kind of live up to their their reputation both for being funny and for just being you know great great people like me yeah.
0: like i'm doing yeah. Exactly. No, I mean like I i heard I've heard good
1: things and I was like, you know, <laughs> I I I hope that's true, you know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> what what is it like getting an yeah. interview all these comedy icons and heroes? Uh, they they say the expression goes to always meet your heroes, right?
1: Yeah, I think that that work that checks out, you know. I I uh <laughs> I think it's 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 been very surreal um i think i was a lot more uh, nervous at the beginning when i started mm-hmm. doing this um meeting people and that that's slowly gone away which is nice um i think you just kind of get used to it but but yeah it's always you know it's just it's a, the sort of one of the most exciting parts for me is the <laughs> which seems counterintuitive is the uh, is the prep cuz i get to watch uh clips and rewatch things and and just really like delve into this person's work, which I, you know, often, which I'm very familiar with, but sort of getting the chance to to go through it all again and, and think about what it is that I really want to talk to them about, um, Mm -hmm. is very fun. And you just get to watch a lot of funny stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's always, you know, sometimes people, um, as, as you said, you know, never, they say never meet your heroes. Um, I've now met like most of them, um, which is, which is cool. And, no, no, and I it's, think it's, it's actually I think not it's that bad, bad thing, thing. right? Yeah, it's not as bad as, as you would think. No, no,
0: it's like a ninety nine percent success rate.
1: Yeah, I always ask. I, it's a question that I ask my guests too. Is um, I ask about the first time they met one of their comedy heroes um, to see if I can get any good stories out of that. Oh yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. And there's often people have embarrassing stories about uh. You know, meeting oh, I, someone at a at a party and and yeah, trying to that, make them so laugh. If we go or, back and listen yeah.
0: to your first episode. It's like. <laughs> hi hi, miss silverman yeah exactly I, this is the i hope not but i think uh
1: the, <laughs> the uh that one i think it was almost like lower pressure because i didn't even know if we were going to release it because <laughs> we didn't really it was sort of like a test show that ended up being the first episode so it's kind of like um i felt like i almost i didn't know to be nervous yet
0: yeah so being out there on the west coast you get to you get to party with all these people, right? That's that's what it is all the oh, time. Oh yeah, non- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a
1: huge partier. Yeah, Non-stop um, partying.
0: It's like entourage, the documentary yeah, I saw. It's
1: definitely like that, especially now that I have a two year old um, at home. It's uh aw, I, I, I party all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Party hard. No, not, so, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, chasing after publicists, and then you get yeah. the big interview, and you're like, yes and they come on and they're super nice and they they talk about their their hopes and dreams and their careers right and
1: yeah i mean i, I mostly am trying to get them to to say something that maybe they haven't said in a million other interviews which is the hard part oh, yeah. um and but yeah i think it's a, that's what's great about so you obviously a, you know cuz then,
0: then you have a scoop
1: cuz then you have a scoop right yeah exactly you want we want to we always want to make news mm. that's very important
3: we'll be right back after these messages
1: you have an airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out
2: how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: so let me ask you, what have you not already said in a million other interviews? Wow, what a great way to get a scoop, God. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well you're 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 in luck because i I don't do very many uh, interviews, so oh, okay. uh, so. This is this is a this is more of a rarity for me. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know, Matt. you know. Ask me anything, I may or may not answer it.
0: Oh. Uh, uh
3: gosh, uh really
0: putting us on the spot here. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me come up with a t- tough one. What are some of the best moments of your career?
1: Oh, that's a really that's a tough one, yeah. Um best moments of my career. I mean, I yeah, that that uh that Sasha Baron Cohen one was big, but um yeah, you know, um I've done I've done a lot of, of of different stuff. I I remember, you know, before I was interviewing comedians, I was uh doing some more writing about uh politics and media and that stuff. Um I got to go. I don't know if this is a highlight or a low light, but I just thought of it as um I got to go to the f- I think it was the first or one of the first um GOP debates, uh, at, at the beginning of that, um, you know, 2015, 2016 cycle. Um, it was at the, uh, I remember it was at the Ronald Reagan library, um, which is sort of in the middle of nowhere outside of uh, Los Angeles. Um, and it was a CNN debate and it was like Jake Tapper was moderating it. And it was like one of those ones where they had to have two debates because there was like the, the main stage, so many like people. 10 people. And then mm-hmm. there was another six people like Lindsey Graham and somebody else mm-hmm. uh, on the undercard debate. <laughs> and, uh, and just being being there for that was, uh, was, was a surreal experience for sure. And just-
0: yeah, big moment in entertainment for everybody. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and, you know, getting to see, uh, you know, Trump up there on the stage, one of the first times uh, with, you know, 10 other
0: Republicans. Just uh, mm-hmm. did he smell like a poopy diaper? Um, yeah, I got a little whiff. Uh,
1: you know, I was, I was kind of far away. but, but there's yeah, this
0: comedian, he, Noel Castler who was on The Apprentice. He's always out there saying, you know, Trump shits himself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I
3: can see, easily see that.
0: He, this is like. His life's mission is like he has said it so many times. I'm like, okay, I believe you. Like he's like he's got a man, and his job is his entol- entire job is to wipe him down when he needs it. <laughs> and then, like he's dead, he's dead serious. You would think that this is a joke, but it's not. And yeah, so no. yeah, I don't know. That's just interests me. Do you? Um, was this the debate where? um What's his name? Ted Cruz was mocking Marco Rubio for not speaking Spanish. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it was that one. Um, en Espanol, trying, por favor, Marco.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was the hands one either. That, that was, was my favorite. One. Oh, the, yeah. uh Where they started talking about hand size. That was a that was a low point in our
0: in our history. Ooh, that was that mm. was real bad. Yeah. And then there was that one where they were just slapping each other. <laughs> you know, that should have happened, but it didn't um yeah so that was a big moment for you and then you got to meet borat and yeah borat and, and that's it you know and that's, that's it That's all it's, it's, two, yeah. it's two moments <laughs> <laughs> you got do you have a third one that you haven't ever told anyone before
1: that i haven't ever told anyone before let's think um because
0: hmm. that's the point of interviews i've learned today is to get it's people to post things, things. Yeah. Yeah, what are the this listeners
1: is a, This are, you know. is not a career uh this is this is a sort of pre-career story this is a story um but it's related to comedy um is uh when I was a freshman in college All I right. got to go to um an SNL after party very randomly um I was as I said a huge uh, comedy nerd um SNL fan and I had a I met someone freshman year in college who's like uncle worked at SNL or something. I don't even remember the connection. Uh, nepotism. But they were like, yeah, nepotism. <laughs> yeah. And that's they, how you get on SNL. Said, yeah. And they said, you know, um, and so the, the story was that uh, that week uh, the band fish was the musical guest.
2: Mm-hmm. And, Classic.
1: And of which I, uh, I was a big fan also. And, and this, and this guy who I met in college was as well. And uh, so they were going to try to get us into the show to see, the show and, and and get to see fish on SNL and Al Gore was the host, by the way. Wow. It's quite a combo. And, uh, they, what year was this?
0: This was,
1: this was 2002 or okay. three, 2000. And, yeah. Maybe 2003. Um, and they, uh, they were going to get us into the show. We were so excited. Um, and, for whatever reason, they were like, you can't come to the show. We can't, that's not going to happen, what? but you can, but we're, but we put you on the list for the after party, <gasps> which is like legendary, you know, that's this, better this anyway. after parties. Yeah. yeah. You get to go and, and it goes, you know, it starts at, you know, one thirty in the morning or whatever, and goes all night. And so we were like, great. And so we kind of didn't really think that they were actually going to let us in, you know, at this point we're like 18 year old college students. Mm-hmm. And, but we we're like, okay, so we go down to this, you know, fancy bar in Midtown, and go in to, and go up to the door and give our name, and they're like, all right, come on in. Wow. And so then we we got to go to the uh, the SNL after party, um, and the whole you know band Fish was there, Al Gore's there. Lil wow. Cast.
0: Oh, so Al Gore was there, just yeah. getting hammered, drunk, right? Yeah,
1: getting hammer. No, he was he was standing in the corner. The I I very remember very well that um. Long he rips. was like, he was like the only, the only person who like was happy to talk to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he was the wall f- flower there. Yeah. He, he was, was like, like,
1: he was like, you know, he was in the receiving line. Kind of people were coming up to him talking and we were like, all right, let's go talk to Al Gore for a minute. And he was very nice. Everyone else was kind of like, who are these children at this party? <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, we, uh, we got to hang out with the SNL cast and, and fish and, and, the Vice and Al Gore. What did he say?
0: Yeah. he was- he was like, Oh, fellow nerds. Welcome. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, he saw, he I saw anybody here.
1: Yeah. He was like, I also, I also don't, I'm not cool enough to be here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah. And so then the other, the, 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 the kicker to this story is that, uh, the following week, Seth Meyers was on Jimmy Fallon show was on who Jimmy Fallon was then hosting late night and Seth Meyers was the guest and, and Seth Meyers, his like cute anecdote that he told was about the, the fish fans who clearly showed up to the, to the after party. <laughs> it was us. about you. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Exactly. This is the yeah. best moment of your life.
1: It is. It. it that's why I, you know, it, it's not a career story, but it is possibly the best moment of my life. Yes.
0: Wow. That's good. So what made you such, what made you such a big SNL fan? Was it the nineties crew?
1: Oh yeah. It was, you know, it was so definitely the, you know, the Sandler Farley, era, mm-hmm. um, Hartman's world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil Hartman, all that. But then I also remember like getting a VHA VHS tape of, you know, best of mm-hmm. the first season basically, you know, so it was all the like, you know, Gilda Radner and, and John Belushi and all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, then I just kind of, uh, you know, never stopped following the show.
0: And, and how, what are your thoughts on it in recent years?
1: I mean, the, tr- the Trump years were tough, I would think. Um, <laughs> the alec baldwin stuff was tough for me um i i just i think that it was i think they they struggled to figure out how to make that funny it, it just became like a literal they, recreation of what they happened a, that week had and a then, big
0: name doing hmm. it rather than yeah. the best uh, I didn't, it didn't around. feel
1: like there were like jokes as much as like we're just going to show you what trump said this yeah, week how do you satirize and like, trump and it's like i already saw trump do this exact yeah. same thing um <laughs>
0: But, How do you parody a parody?
1: Yeah, but there were, you know, even throughout all of that, I think there were highlights like, um, you know, Kate McKinnon kind of could could do no wrong uh, a lot of the time, I think, and especially when she was doing, you know, Rudy Giuliani and some of those, you know, mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham and some of those, Uh, I liked her playing all the male characters. um, And yeah, so, you know, it's one of those shows that kind of like I have a, a love-hate relationship with because I think, you know, as much as it, it's like, most weeks I would say are like, Mm, you know 80 to 90 percent not great and then <laughs> the the, re- the the remaining percent kind of redeems it for me
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then all of a sudden and it's just an like and i just i'm just killer. fascinated
1: yeah it's it's more it's it's become it's become more of a fascination i just like need to know what they're going to do and 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 how they're going to do it
0: so yeah it's been hard for, i feel like they deal with a lot of censorship from the network i i yeah I've, I've heard that like their favorite stuff if it makes it on air, is always like towards the very end of the one and a half hours.
1: Yeah, I mean that's always been the case. I think to some degree is that that ten to one, the last sketch of the night is the one that's sort of everyone's favorite, in 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 sort of comedy nerd world,
0: damn um, you censors. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a you know, it's a it's a tricky thing. The politics of SNL is always fascinating to me too, because you know there's. They sort of get accused of being very left, but then they also have moments that feel very, you know, like they're sort of embracing yeah, had, the right Trump in strange ways. The yeah. They that that was a that was a low point. You know, Trump hosting, Elon Musk hosting was uh was embarrassing. Um, you know, this past week I thought uh Woody Harrelson saying uh sort of his anti-vax message into his monologue was uh No, not, great.
0: not Woody too, no yeah. Woody, no, no. <laughs> Damn it. I guess it shouldn't have been that surprising. Didn't see that one coming. What did he say exactly?
1: He did this very strange monologue where he was like going on all these weird tangents and talking about how he quit drinking, but then started drinking again. And then he talked about, um, he, he, try, he sort of did this whole metaphor about a script that he had read where, um. It was like a, you know, where the world would was going to the the pharmaceutical companies were going to force everybody to take this drug or they wouldn't be allowed to leave their houses. Um, And he he used that as a metaphor for, you know, sort of railing against the uh, the vaccine.
0: So basically your classic, hilarious SNL monologue that was totally planned.
1: Yes, 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 exactly.
0: (laughs) By which I mean, they this is not this was him going off script.
1: I right. guess, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it, it was kind of a central part of the the monologue. I don't know if he's just like riffed that on the spot. Um hmm. it felt pretty written to me. So I don't know, I mean, but then, you know, there was also and of course I talk about this too much, but the um the Dave Chappelle monologue uh with the, you know, where he kind of uh gave Kanye a pass for being anti-semitic, which was did a, That
0: ha- that happened? When did that happen? He,
1: yeah, that happened. <laughs>
0: I, I there's, so ma- there's so many things that happened in existence. God, how did you miss that? Yeah, how did you miss that? Yeah, that was I, good, I, I, because there's so many things that are happening these days in existence. It's like who can keep up with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so when when if exactly anyone can, you happen? can. But that um, was like last fall. Yeah, last so fall. This yeah. was like post interview where Kanye had on the the mask and yeah,
1: and I think you know Holy the Chappelle shit. monologue. It was it there was it was there was a lot of it that was very funny, and I think he he tried to walk this line like he often does of um, you know, sort of you know just really going up to the edge of what's uh, what's acceptable. But mm-hmm. in my mind, he uh, he may have because, gone a little because that's far what this comedy time. is, right? Uh, for a lot of people, yeah,
0: it's just being shocking.
1: Yeah, it's being as as shocking as you can possibly be and trying to get get away with it, I guess. Wow,
3: that's so funny. <laughs> that was your kind of humor for a long time, though, God. Remember The Flood? That was your mm-hmm. your attempt at doing a type five. And you were like, oh, I you mean, know yeah, what?
0: Yeah, yeah The Flood, you know. Two flood. animals <laughs> each. Two the animals flu-
3: each. The Flood was my type five. Comedy comes in twos.
2: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. Everybody knows that rule of the rule of twos, right? The People, rule of twos.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was thousands of years ago, bro. That was long before the invention of the rule of three. <laughs> like, yeah, back then it was two by two. I was a big prankster. You know my famous pranking of Abraham. I think it was Abraham, right? I forget.
3: Yeah, classic prank. When I was like,
0: kill, kill your, your son. son oh who could forget who could forget my pranking the, the original punk of the Egyptian <laughs>
3: soldiers
0: in Egypt when I'm like ah it's okay you can walk across this uh ocean that I'm keeping apart no come on come on down come on down
3: and then they were like okay
0: yeah that's cool <sighs> <laughs> i I you know I like a good prank
3: and nice two stories keep into your rule of twos that's great <laughs> that,
0: I could go on there's so I could go on and on and on. there's so many crazy things I did back in the day, but yeah, now I'm more just like um, I don't know what's funny anymore, Matt, what's funny? What is comedy to you? Oof, that's a big question mm-hmm. I mean
1: comedy is anything that makes you laugh. it's a kind of an easy answer, right.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's subjective. <laughs> I mean... If it makes you
1: laugh, it's comedy.
0: What makes one person laugh makes another person cringe. Don't you love that word? Cringe That's comedy, cr- yeah. It's cringe. What is cringe comedy?
1: Cringe comedy is, uh, you know, anything that makes you really uncomfortable. But it's still maybe funny
0: it's, as well. It's like when I watched The Office for the first time. Many of the yeah, episodes, like, I was like, oh, this is... I can't even watch this is so cringeworthy and then it gets funny over time
1: yeah i've never i've never really understood the the feeling of like the people who like actually can't watch that stuff like people who are like i can't watch Kirby enthusiasm it makes me too uncomfortable really? i mean, i can't i can't relate to that
0: i oh that's a great show what are your some of your favorite shows oh well,
1: that i mean that's a great one um
0: that's a great one yeah
1: yeah what are favorite comedy shows um yeah i mean the office classic obviously um you know Seinfeld, uh, but in 2023, is, is, what's some of the new? Oh, hotness? current shows? Oh, okay, yeah. We could, we don't, you don't know, just talk about old shows. Um, I mean, everybody yeah. knows.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken. Right? Yeah, we all know. What love are that. new? What are new funny shows? What I mean, some the, what's the new hotness? You yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it's not that new anymore, but hopefully they'll they're making more of it. Um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, so, so good. This, this is one of the best. Coffin um, Flop, you know,
0: my favorite. Yeah, uh, thing. that's a great one. I haven't laughed that hard in centuries
1: um i had i watched that and then i watched uh, detroiters which is their oh, older that, show so did um, I. which uh which I is had the which same was, progression which was great um to oh it's so good be able to see that as well because i just needed more mm-hmm. what else is funny now um
3: do you watch a lot of tiktok
1: not enough not enough uh no i mean i i really i i don't i'm not i don't I have the app i'm not on, i don't have an account apparently our clips of our podcast uh sometimes go on tiktok by some. but somebody else is doing that and i don't even know what happens
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah i mean i you, How about you know.
0: youtube do you put your stuff on youtube
1: youtube some yeah but we don't do like you know the full podcast on youtube thing which i apparently everyone's doing now which mm-hmm. i i'm not interested in it, i don't know we it's it's a lot it's a, I feel like uh, it's a lot know, of work I, I, I don't want to watch a podcast on YouTube and I guess people do but I don't know who those people are P-
0: oh dude so many people do especially with your big celebrity guests yeah
1: it's strange would totally it, want, it would never occur to you can me you make
0: money on YouTube
1: I know we should be doing more of that TikTok I guess.
0: and I don't know yeah Instagram Twi- Twitter definitely
1: can't make any any money on Twitter I'll tell you that
3: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: you have to pay them now actually <laughs>
3: Are you guys gonna delete? That's your Twitter. <laughs> uh,
1: um, uh, am I gonna delete? No, uh, probably not. It's very <laughs> professionally uh, useful for me. <laughs> you
0: think I moved to Mastodon because? Yeah, is that is that working I, out for you? I actually get more reach and interaction on like a hundred thousand, hundred and fifteen thousand followers there than I did on Twitter at five hundred.
1: Really? 000. Yes. Is that true?
0: Yeah. Is that true? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either anymore. All I know is that, like, if you want to actually promote your stuff, on Twitter it's going to get buried. No one gives a shit. They're just looking for the next hot take, fire joke, perfect mm. tweet. That's what they're looking for, you know? Yeah. And, and so if you, no one – you could have a, – a, I have. I've had tweets that, that are huge. And do people actually click on your profile and follow you? Or check out your podcast? No. Because they don't. Yeah. Because they're a they just bunch move of on. scumbags. That's why. <laughs> so, you know, it just depends on the. Pl- Every platform's different by who's using it, you know? Yeah. You've got Facebook, I... which is like geriatric folks. Uh, so I'm on there big time. <laughs> uh, and you've got YouTube, which is like, I don't even know what, like, everybody is on youtube and then you got twitch it feels like college age and then tiktok is obviously the teens and the tweens what was the other one instagram man there's so many every demographic you're in the phases of life it's just like which social media platform you're using right now
1: yeah i'm an instagram person i think you're, um, so
0: how old are you if i might ask i am uh 38 see are you telling the truth
1: I am telling, I had to think about it for a minute, but I am telling the truth.
3: I'll give you your question. It really did sound like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we got him to say something
0: he's never said before.
1: Yeah, that's true. Does anyone know that? I don't know.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're an Instagram guy I'm now. An, I'm, an, I'm an old millennial. That's mm-hmm. what they call me. Mm-hmm. You're an aging millennial, just like Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I think, yeah, YouTube, you, you can make money there at youtube and twitch yeah get your podcast on there well yeah if you're jealous of your guests
1: yeah at at last laugh pod on instagram shout out
0: how about we work out a deal where i help promote your podcast all the time and then (laughs) when you get amazing guests after you're done you would be like you should go on the god pod next bro
1: Okay, that's that seems like a good good trade.
3: If you've learned anything, don't do a deal with God. Oh, don't. come
0: on. What are you talking about? Running up that hill, make a deal with God. Oh, come yeah. on, wow. That's
3: a, nice reference, man. <laughs>
0: well, it's been on my mind. You th- how do you think I feel when that's the biggest song of the year, and I'm listening to that, and I'm God? <laughs> and <it's>, and, <laughs> yeah, you're, and
1: my, you're not getting any deals.
0: I'm not. <laughs> I'm getting deals, but you know, it's never (laughs) enough, bro. And so (laughs) I'm listening to that. I'm like, this is, you know, how many people are listening to that? They're not even thinking about me. So whatever. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's take some of our questions. Our listeners prepared for you on our thriving God discord. You can find, find the link to that in the show notes uh, of this and every episode humans. It's all the way at the bottom. So you're going to have to like show more and all that, but you should join. There's like, Oh, we're over a thousand. So we already answered. What's why is it called the daily beast? Next one is from the Martin. The Martin L asks, who is your favorite Australian comic? And make sure you get an answer, God, not, oh, I can't choose one, or they are all good, don't make me choose. If you need to, <laughs> smite him!
3: Wow, pressure's on, man.
1: <laughs> well, so I have someone in mind, but it's like, he's questionably Australian. He's, he, well, I'll just tell you, so Ronnie Chang is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. So he grew up, he, he is not really an Australian comic but he spent a lot of time in Australia.
0: He still lives there, right?
1: I I you know, I, he lives all over the place. He lives in New York sometimes. He lives uh but I think he does he does still, you know, consider himself to be somewhat Australian. Yeah. yeah
0: I saw him say this just the other day in a clip from the Daily Show where he was fighting with Tom Menah, were fighting.
1: Oh, that was a great clip. Yeah.
0: And yeah, he mentioned like being from Australia. I was like, "What?"
1: Yeah. What? Um so I don't know if that counts, but he is one of my favorite
0: comedians. Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't count. Oh, uh, you're going to have to pick another <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. All right. Hannah Gatsby. I don't know. Hannah Gatsby. Nice. Hey, hey, well, come on. Can we be? I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to have to take you. I like Hannah Gatsby. I won't. There you go. I'm not going to smite you. It's it's a tough choice. There's so many great options, right?
1: Yeah. Those are, the, those are the ones I can think of right now.
0: Oh. Do you have one? Do you have one, God?
3: Oh, yeah. I love that Hamish Blake. Hey, nice. From Hamish and Andy
0: yes do you know hamish blake i don't know i i I should oh he's he's so delightful he's a show you're gonna have to check out if you like lego masters at all the american one the australian one is 10 times better and he's the host this is how i learned about him and uh yeah he's delightful all right our next question from sanosuke the God pod makes me wish all the deities people made up were as cool as the crowd of you. Even Santa, who at the least is good for some laughs, even if it's deeply uncomfortable laughter. Wait, uh, that's not really that, a question. That was not a question. <laughs> that was yeah, just was a testimonial was- for the Godpod. <laughs> <laughs> How did that get in there? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay, that's the kind of humor I find funny.
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, Satan, why don't you read this next one? All right. This next question is from Peyton J420. I have a question for Matt. I see that he does a lot of reporting on late night TV. My question is, does he ever sleep?
1: Oh, good question.
3: Very good question.
1: I I do sleep. Not a lot. I, uh, I do like late night TV a lot, but I also live in California, which means that I found a way to watch it all earlier, which is a big secret to
3: success wow so you'll watch it (laughs) earlier genius yeah Yeah.
1: so that's uh, how time works and um how
3: many do you have to watch per day though
1: um you know i try to watch as much as i can but i'm not watching the whole shows you know i'm 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 picking and choosing my spots oh uh, yeah you just have to watch the comedy parts yeah, so I'm not, I don't watch all the interviews and stuff. Those oh, like yeah, the, which is the majority of Those are of the often show. kind of boring. But no, they, you know, I, I, I try to watch as much as I can and, and find the find the good stuff um, that people want to see. What, um, what is
0: the good stuff on late night TV these days? I mean, there's well, so much to choose from. You got your Stephen Colbert, you've got your Jimmy Kimmels, you've got Jimmy Fallon, you've got The Daily Show. Some more Jimmies, probably. there's a couple of Jimmies I'm forgetting, I'm sure. You've got the God pod. What other <laughs> options are there out there that we're missing? Because a lot of them have fallen off. They've like been yeah the, Yeah, a lot of them
1: have been canceled. Um I would say that you mentioned, you know, the Daily Show uh what you were watching the other night. Um I've been really impressed with how they've been handling this guest hosting situation. Yeah,
0: I love this. Let's talk about this. So um, Trevor Noah is retiring to be super rich and famous for the rest of his life. And <laughs> yeah, why not? Good for him. I'm not jealous at all. And so they're test flighting, they're testing like new hosts to see who's going to replace them. Yeah. So they're doing, yeah,
1: one week at a time. I guess it's to see who's going to replace them. Are any of these people going to replace them? I don't really know, but... I am like wondering whether they're just going to keep doing this forever because it seems to be working very well.
0: It's so fresh. It, it does. Yeah. It keeps the show so fresh. Maybe that's the answer. Well, it makes
1: me want to watch every week. Cause I want to see this new person and how they do. You
0: just do a rotation of all these people.
1: Um, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I think everyone's been really good. You know, um, who's, who
0: have they had so far?
1: So they had, uh, Leslie Jones, I think was the first one. Um, she was great, uh, from SNL. They'd Wanda Sykes. Who's, who was fantastic. They had Chelsea Handler, um, DL Hughley. Who is shit?
0: Terrible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the previous ones were like fantastic, great. And uh, then know, the now compliments. i
1: naming. Yeah, then the compliments ended. <laughs> they, but I, I actually think they've all been good. There hasn't been a weak
0: link. Trying to get you to say something spicy.
1: What could I say that's? I don't. Well, no. Yeah, they've all they've all been good. Um, they have Al Franken coming up. That should be interesting. Oh, they have Al Franken coming
0: up. Whoa, that'll be big. That's throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had Sarah Silverman.
1: Yeah, Sarah Silverman, my friend, Sarah. Have they had Roy
3: Wood Jr. yet? <laughs> You're a really good friend.
1: They they haven't, uh, they haven't had, they keep saying they're going to have the course, the current correspondents do it, but then they haven't yeah. scheduled that. So I don't know what's, oh. what the deal is there, but Roy is a, is, is a great guy. He's been on my podcast a couple of times and he, uh, you know, I think he's, he's said that he's interested in doing it. And I think he's been on the top of a lot of lists of people, you know, who have predictions. Um, and I think he would be great.
0: He would be great. I So far, I've really enjoyed uh, Sarah Silverman's stint. Yeah, I mean, she's I just she's like great. I feel like she could just crush it. She crushed it. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, Hassan has been fantastic.
0: Yeah, Hassan Minaj has been Oh, there. yeah, he's yep. great. He's great, too. It's tough. It's a tough, tough choice because there's so many options. So why not just try to rotate? It would probably be better for those people's lives, too.
1: Yeah, I think it could, I, and they could kind of just keep doing it forever. Like I don't, I don't think you're going to run out of people. People could come back if they want.
0: Yeah, they'll totally have a, a stable of these people who are like, sure, I'll come back. Yeah, so I don't know. I could see it I happening. It's almost like Yeah, it's SNL SNL like, yeah, in it's that like way. that's
1: what I was just going to say. It's like SNL hosts, but for a week on the Daily Show. Who wouldn't want to do that? I
0: think that might be the answer.
1: I know. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to call them up and
0: you call we them. Yeah, call you got them, the big guys. You got the big, <laughs> all right,
3: all right. I'm going to call we them right should now. Call them. <laughs>
0: They need to know We've
3: got they gotta know
0: are people talking about that online like you know are there discussions like gossip about who's it gonna be? is this like a theory that you've seen floated that it might or is something you came up with um
1: i've I've just seen people sort of saying how much they're enjoying it and that it seems like it's working um to do it this way i you know i don't I haven't heard a lot recently about like who's it gonna be i but people keep saying that they want to do it, you know, or that they would like to be the permanent host. Chelsea Handler said, you know, said that on my podcast. I asked her directly and she was like, yeah, I want to do it.
0: Of course, everybody wants to do it. You get super rich. But, <laughs> but I think just having it be this rotation could be the best thing because then, you know, I, I can get a week. Yeah, Satan gets uh, a week. It keeps it way more fresh for social media too. I got to say, when I see these different people involved with The Daily Show, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's a different angle. That's a, you know, they have a different, uh, different people's comedy affects the news differently. Totally. And and so seeing all these fresh people, it keeps me more interested in them online. Whereas, you know, I've, I've watched, you know, Jon Stewart for years online and then Trevor Noah for years. You just kind of get a glaze after a while. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, there he is again saying something. Definitely. And you kind of know what to expect so all right we got the answer daily show yeah all right well <laughs> thank you matt thank you thank you um that concludes our questions oh f- for you for the interview portion you mind if we take a few questions from uh our fans for me and satan of course yeah go for it you, of course you do mind okay uh, yeah I,
1: I mind greatly
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course
0: yeah. first yeah, question okay. Satan, this one's for you, from Jimmy G. Does Satan even want
3: MTG at this point? Okay, this is spicy, Goss, because I was kind of over her for a long time Mm -hmm. until I just saw that uh, workout video. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wowzers. The flame is back. That woman can almost (laughs) do a push-up and a pull-up without... (laughs) winging her body back and forth i'm in (laughs) mtg give me a call
0: should we call her right now on the podcast call her okay i just gotta sign up for this ai voice impersonation thing first (laughs) damn it i should have done that all right next question is from jim baku who says god did you get any pushback on any of your rules i mean cutting part of your dick off Women have to sleep in a tent during their period. No bacon. You must have received some very unpleasant prayers. Okay. For the record, I didn't make all those rules. They just, like, these random guys came up with this in the past because of their own, like, situations. And then they were like, God said to do it. And, mm. you know, so I don't accept...
3: This is classic the blaming blame. it on cancel culture move. You see I that? I
0: don't. I throw them under the bus.
3: God says a joke in the Bible saying, cut your dick off. And then people react and he says, it wasn't me. No, I was just responding.
0: Exactly. You can't make a joke <laughs> as God. They're like, they take everything you say seriously. <laughs> you can't say you anything know. anymore. you can't. Hey, especially, especially if you're God. Maybe, hey, Moses, <laughs> maybe lay off the bacon a little bit. And then they're like, no bacon for anybody ever. Hey Moses, uh, Abraham, prove how much you love me by cutting a little piece of your dick off, (laughs) and then he actually fucking does it. Anyway, uh, I have always
3: received some very classic (laughs) two-joke explanation. It's the comedy (laughs) of twos, baby.
0: (laughs) Damn it! It was unexpected. Third thing was coming. All right, you. uh, As far as receiving some very unpleasant prayers, when don't I? Oh. That, that's that's always something. Ginger's giraffes asks, hey, Satan, I think you're missing a dog and he's living with my neighbor. He bit me today for a second time in two
3: months. Rule of twos. Why doesn't he like me? Oh, my dog. You found it. Wow. Send him back. His name is uh, Cerberus, right? Yes. Cerberus. Um, <laughs> that's definitely the name. Cerberus. Uh, Yep. Severus Snape is what I (laughs) named my dog after my favorite Harry Potter character. (laughs) And he doesn't like you because you smell too delicious. Yeah. 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 Because you're nice. Hey, lay off the bacon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final question from Lefty Libby. God, last question I asked. You said you've always you'd always choose the brief annoyance versus long-term. So here's a, a double long-term would-you-rather question. Would you rather have a pee hole that could talk? People can hear it through your clothes. It talks like a pirate and only wants to talk about the weather. Arr. Or the weather! Or, or you can only speak in Beatles lyrics for the rest of eternity. Wow.
3: Really hard questions. These are the hard hitting questions we signed Matt, up for. Matt, how we'll, about
0: you go first?
1: Oof. I, I, I would like to go not
0: first. <laughs> <laughs> Too spicy. I would. I. You know what? I think I'm gonna have to go with having the pee hole that talks like a pirate only about the weather and uh, and because you know I feel like I could silence it with enough padding okay fun and
3: <laughs> beatles lyrics you're locked into beatles lyrics for the rest of eternity that's very limiting satan i'm doing beatles lyrics that those guys were spitting poetics mm-hmm. spitting poetics for 10 years mm-hmm. like yesterday
0: i think you would be not as entertaining on the god pod
3: if you only spoke <laughs> in beatles lyrics i'm just
0: gonna throw that out there
1: also uh also illegal probably
3: no, oh, yeah, that's true. I you get, get
0: sued. <laughs> yeah, penis pirate not looking so bad anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Less copyright issues for sure. Yeah, arr, that's true.
0: Arr, arr, arr. So Matt is
3: officially going to dodge the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful reporter move. Nice job. The guy is well-trained for sure.
0: Does not want to lose his job. You uh, could have just gone with the Beatles lyrics, but okay.
3: you know what it's time for the satan show news entertainment celebrity gossip have you guys seen this have you guys heard about this oh baby we're on welcome to the satan show Hey, guys, what's up? It's me, Satan. Uh, big news coming out of the pipe wires here. Chesley Handler fires back at crybaby Tucker Carlson. ho. ho, ho, ho. huge stuff. Huge stuff. <laughs> Wait, who was the writer of this article? Uh, if I look, it's a senior editor from the Daily Beast. His name is Matt Wilstein. What?
1: <laughs> oh, my
3: God. <laughs> Matt do you have any comments on the article that you wrote
1: Well, it's, it kind of ties into our previous conversation because I think Chelsea Handler was uh was feeling like she was missing the daily show and just decided to do this one on her on her own uh, on Instagram basically <laughs> Bruce, what she oh, would have no, done just, on the daily show because yeah. um, uh yeah she was uh she was in a you know public fight with Tucker Carlson and and she wasn't guest hosting the daily show anymore so she had to talk about it somewhere
3: sure wow that's fun wow other news coming off the <laughs> deep end stephen colbert dismantles marjorie taylor green's secession secessionists fantasy oh yeah. yeah secessionist
0: that's a hard one Written by matt
3: wilstein this is great you're a great writer yeah marjorie taylor green have you heard
0: about this your boo wants the entire nation to get a divorce
3: satan oh i've heard about this and i love the idea
0: this is like six months after her husband divorced her oh wow and now she's <laughs> like you know what everybody needs to get yeah, divorced if i'm gonna
3: be divorced yeah everybody <laughs> should
0: if i was married to her i'd get a divorce too
3: <laughs> okay next one big article coming out uh jimmy kimmel unloads on trump for trying to censor him Written by the Daily Beast's own Matt Wilstein.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is a uh, you know he's uh, I you were we were out talking before about who's who's doing a good job. I think he's he's been pretty pretty consistent for the past uh, you know as long as I've been watching. I think um and yeah. and I think he, he he excelled in this one because Trump was directly targeting him, so he had a he had a lot to say about that.
0: Hmm. What did so Trump wow. try to do? He tried to get him taken off the air. Yeah. So there was, a, was president. a big story
1: that came out that, that while Trump was president, he spent way more time than he should have, uh, trying to get in touch with the head of Disney to, uh, basically censor wow. Jimmy Kimmel.
0: That's how, you know, you're doing a good job <laughs> when you have that much time to, to worry when about. The, no, what yeah. I mean, when the president is like, oh. get him
1: off the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, I, Kimmel must've been thrilled. Yeah. It's pretty exciting.
3: Oh wow! Well, this is another great article from our favorite senior editor, Matt Wilstein. John Oliver embarrasses James (laughs) O'Keefe in brutal sendoff.
1: Yeah, can you feel like you're really when you read them all out loud in a row like this? It makes me seem kind of ridiculous. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Honestly, this is this is how Satan sounds on every episode of the Satan Show when he does his when he does his entertainment coverage. This is Satan's like. Ryan Seacrest Entertainment show voice
1: oh, Okay.
3: So I think if you gave me any article I would read it yeah. as awfully as I read it. And this is this is actually
0: a, a historic first for us. In that we're getting to read entertainment news with the writer oh, of I'm the articles so, right I'm there. So proud but this to is be how here you have us. to write articles
3: for the internet these days, folks.
1: As we were saying, you know, you gotta get people to click on those headlines.
3: Yeah. And boy did I click. This is a blast. This, this is a great one. I actually was watched fun, this yeah. epi- I watched this
0: episode. I like never watched the show, but I randomly did. And that was <laughs> a funny guy, one, right? It was good. This oh so good. It was about AI. They had like a uh, Eminem rapping a song about cats. Yeah, this guy who runs Project Veritas or did James O'Keefe, it turns out, is like his real passion is doing theater and dancing.
1: It's <laughs> unbelievable. I had no idea any of that stuff before I right? watched this. Yeah, um, yeah. He James O'Keefe is apparently obsessed with musical theater and dance and performing live, um, and does it every chance he gets. And like, basically, seems to have you know nearly bankrupted his uh his investigative operation t- in order to put on live his spectacles dream yeah. of
0: putting on li- <laughs> they're so bad yeah it was and, hilarious wow uh oh. i wonder what's going on there yeah mm. Mm. yeah <laughs>
3: no comment no comment hassan minaj quits twitter hellscape live on daily show oh, this yeah. is pretty cool
1: yeah that was a that was uh, I got a little heads up from uh from sometimes the Daily show people like to tell me in advance oh you're gonna want to check out tonight's really? uh show because some special is gonna happen so that's a little behind the scenes for you um and so I watched wow. and uh and yeah he uh he very dramatically uh you know took his phone out and and deleted his Twitter account uh during the live taping um sort of saying you know but you can always you-
0: get that back right if you delete
1: it. I would think so. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you lose all your followers or not. He had quite a, quite a few. Mm-hmm. Depends that's, on, yeah. you
0: know what? That's him. He's just like, that's him making his case to be the host of the Daily Show. Yeah. I, this, I will, I will, uh,
1: you know, now they don't want him because he doesn't have any Twitter followers probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right.
1: They're like, we, we we need someone with a little more uh, social following. <laughs>
3: And the last one, Sarah Silverman jokes on Fox News really fucking hates me in the Daily Show <laughs> debut. Good, yeah. that's your friend.
1: I know. Yeah, she. Uh, that was a good one. She she introduced herself to the uh, to the Daily Show audience by playing a montage of Fox News personalities just saying years. the worst shit about her over yeah over like twenty <laughs> years. That was funny. True.
3: It is nice because usually I just read these articles and have no idea what's going on. And it's nice to have somebody who wrote it explaining exactly why I (laughs) should be interested in it. (laughs) The the other option would be reading it. How amazing is
0: this? (laughs) How amazing? And you know what, Satan? I think we found a good source for future content for The Satan Show. Oh, yeah. Because I I often struggle to like, what do I even put here? but i I like this uh, this this just reminds me that all of these people are still just fucking killing it, yeah. killing yeah. it. you know there's no shortage of talent just doing the job, wielding satire as a sword here on the and and it's just beautiful when you you know it's been a while since I've really um paid attention to it. I don't yeah, know I mean. why. I don't know why. It's just you got there's a glaze of just too much internet over time, but it's been really inspiring to see all these different hosts um coming in on the daily show because they're inspired. Like you can tell they're just they're, yeah, they're really excited. putting it in. They're excited. They're putting in their best possible performances. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. That's a nice sentiment, God.
0: It is a nice sentiment. Tickets for Satan Con twenty twenty three are uh, have sold out. Did you know that Woo! Satan? No, yeah, I have no final idea. word here. The largest satanic gathering in history.
3: Yeah, are you going to be yeah. there? Are you going to show no. up? I will be there, and nobody will know I'm there. It's Boston, April twenty eighth to thirtieth. <laughs> Boston. Of- <laughs> Boston, the most
0: evil city. <laughs> the Satanic Temple presents Satan Con twenty twenty three. This is actually perfect timing. Because we are going to be interviewing the heads of the temp- the Satanic Temple on the episode that comes out April third, wow, Ooh, of twenty twenty three. That's a there's a scoop for you, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, that's t- I'm typing big.
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> click
0: click click <laughs> click 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 click. God Satan interviews Satanic Temple. It's gonna be cool for us. This is our first time talking to them so check definitely check that out um, and be on the lookout for that listeners because that's going to be really cool and then satan's obviously going to appear at satan con so okay gotta you gotta show up it's time for blessings and smites this is the part of the show matt wilstein where we bless the things from this episode we loved and we smite the things we hated I am going to bless our guest, Matt Wilstein, for joining us today and for sharing all these insights on what it's like to be covering entertainment for the Daily Beast. And I will also bless you, Satan, as Uh always. As always, I can't help it. And I will smite. We've talked about a lot of fun, fun things. I'll smite MTG for that workout video. How dare
3: you? (laughs) Nice. Nice. I will uh, bless the, the MTG workout video. Wow. <laughs> that girl can lift herself, kind of. <laughs> bless Matt, too. Man, those articles. I'm in. Sign me up, Daily Beast. And I'm going to smite uh, so many good things to smite right now. You know, I'm just going to smite pollution just in a general catch-all <laughs> yeah yep. smiting pollution that's mine <laughs>
0: that's, that's that's pretty good <laughs> pretty good satan matt do you want to take a, a shot at this
1: sure yeah um i would like to bless god and satan equally um in equal measure for being such a great host today and uh, inviting me on the show because this was this was very very fun for me
0: it's like being on snl right it basically is yeah satan night live <laughs>
1: This is, uh, yeah, now I can say I hosted SNL.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: And uh, let's see, I'll I'll smite, um, you know, all the comedians who say no when I ask them to be in my podcast. So if they don't want to get smited. That happens? It has happened. It's been known to happen. Yeah. You wouldn't believe all the people. uh, You think the list is impressive of people who have said yes. Wait till you see the list of people who said no. Wow. (laughs) Uh, so if you want to, you know, if you want to save yourself, uh, come on the last laugh podcast is what I would
3: say. Okay. I, I I will.
1: Oh no. I I was talking (laughs) to those, those comedians who, uh, thank
3: you so much. See you next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Anytime. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again, Matt. This has been so much fun. Yeah. And, and thanks for listening humans. Make sure to find the God pod, wherever you get your podcasts, the God pod, have it Yahweh. We'll see you next time. The Lord has spoken.